It's time again for Three Point Podcast. Three sports guys, three generations, and three hot takes. The triple threat includes baby boomer Ted Patel of Z92.5 The Castle. Our Gen Xer is Matt Burns of ESPN and the SEC Network out of Charlotte, North Carolina. The millennial man is Jared Patel of Valley Sports Detroit. Comments and questions can be sent by email to threepointpod at gmail.com. Follow Three Point Podcast on social media at Three Point Pod. The fellows will get it rolling right after this from our partners. Looking to buy items online? Go to CRAuctions.com. All you need to do is download the app to your phone or computer and start buying and selling today. CRAuctions.com will market your items all over the country and get them sold. If you are looking to buy something, we can help with that too. Just go to CRAuctions.com. Search our inventory and place your bid. Plus, there are online auctions for farm machinery, firearms, automobiles, and truckloads of overstocked items. It's fast, it's easy, and you will get results. Get the app and check out CRAuctions.com today. Rivals Tap House and Grill is the area's go-to spot for the best in food and drink. Meet up with your friends and catch your favorite sporting events on over 20 high-def flat-screen TVs. And our 120-inch projection screen. Rivals can handle your larger, small parties and is an awesome spot to put on your fundraising events. Weekly food and drink specials including gourmet burgers, wings, pizza, homemade soup, and salads. Rivals also stocks a large selection of craft and domestic brews. Rivals Tap House and Grill, the official gathering spot of three-point podcast located on the corner of Shiawassee and M21 in Corona. It's time for episode 241 of the three-point podcast. We're proudly partnered with Memorial Healthcare, home of the new now community wellness center and make sure you check out their fall open house coming up on November 16th from four to seven tours, raffles, smoothie samples from the big salad. I mean, that place is incredible specials, including 50% off enrollment fees, over 30 healthcare vendors. It all takes place November 16th at the now building on North Shiawassee Street in Owasso, Michigan. We're also teamed with the good folks at Sky Mint Cannabis, Michigan's leader in the industry. Over 15 locations throughout the state of Michigan. Check out the new Sky Mint Reserve, the good stuff. If you're over 21, go online at skymint.com. Sign up for the rewards program. Sky Mint is your one-stop shop for pain relief, help sleeping, or if you just want to chill. We like to chill, right, guys? Skyman's <laughs> Sky still offering the coupon code 3.20 at the front of store for 20% off Skymint products only for new customers. Also, I want to thank our local partners, AZ Printing Solutions, Capital Sports Fieldhouse, Pro Real Estate and Auction, Nelson House Funeral Homes, Rivals Tap House and Grill, and Success Group Mortgage and Servicing. Well, hopefully we'll have a fun pod tonight. I got a feeling that we're going to be all over the place because Matt's just getting back from a little family gathering. Jared's getting ready to go to a wedding in Miami, and I'm just doing my regular thing other than tomorrow, going to babysit uh, the two granddaughters down in the Detroit area. So we're all over the place, fellas. All over the place. Yeah, I can uh, take this. I had a little bit of a a wake-up call. I feel like I've had a few of these at this point now, but a wake-up call yesterday. So... My brother's back in town uh, from Arizona for a week, you know, big health guy has really has been for, you know, four or five years at this point. So, you know, finally kind of convinced me to go work out with him. (laughs) So I guess that's a positive step. You know, that's the one positive of this entire story. You know, so we go to our corner listeners will know if uh, you're not a corner listener, you just take your local sled hill basically is where we went. Mm -hmm. So we went to, you know, Mount McCurdy and Corona and, you know, back in high school, I used to do this workout kind of as like, 
uh, after football practice or two days or, you know, weight, summer weightlifting workout or whatever, I would go and run the hill. Yeah. You know, I'd probably do like run up at maybe, you know, 10 to 15 times. If I was feeling good that day, maybe I'd do it 20 times. So this past Sunday, you know, we take the long walk to McCurdy Park and I'm like a guy walking to, you know, a pig walking to slaughter. Basically, <laughs> I, I really haven't worked out, honestly, a legit workout like where I'm sweating, sweating, you know, uh, through my shirt and all that sort of thing. I haven't done that type of workout probably in a half a year. Uh, you know, I'll go for walks. I'll do that sort of thing, but I don't really sweat it up much anymore. So, you know, I run up this hill, man, and I'm telling you what, I do maybe three reps. And my legs are literally turning to like concrete as I'm Brazil. <laughs> and I, I think you I need did, to go to Memorial Healthcare. <laughs> yeah, I think that's where I need to go, man. I, I did five it. reps, um, and I felt like I was gonna die for about 20 minutes afterwards. I like couldn't really form a sentence. I was kind of walking it off. I had to take a seat for a minute. I was I was in uh, a rough shape, man. And I, I think it, it, what it basically showed me was. I just don't know where time went. You know, it feels like just yesterday I was, you know, made a, made a, I was like Gumby man, you know, <laughs> couldn't get injured. I was running all over the place, you know, playing basketball every day, playing basketball at college. Uh, and, and I just, it's just crazy to me how in the blink of an eye, I think I couldn't run a mile tomorrow. If you, if you paid me, if you would pay me a thousand dollars to run it under eight minutes, I don't know if I could do it, man. I don't even know if I could run a lap around the track. <laughs> I, it was just very scary. And so that, you know, 20, 25 minute walk back where I was basically the whole time finally caught my breath by the time we got back home, just kind of playing it back in my mind, man. I mean, where did I go wrong? I just, I don't know. I don't know. So I just wonder, have you guys ever had a moment where you kind of realize that you're no longer the athlete you once were? I mean, Ted, we've said this. I don't remember the exact stuff that we've said this about, but Jared sometimes with the stuff that he brings up makes it sound like he's a lot older than what he is. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, yes, we all, we all have these realizations at some point, but in the, how old are you, Jared again? 23, 23. Right. I feel like 23. I was still feeling like the prime of my career playing pickup ball at grand Valley and, you know, playing flag football and all that kind of stuff. But no, you, you fall out of shape. I think we all know you fall out of shape a lot quicker than you get yeah, into shape. All you yeah. need is a couple weeks even sometimes just like a week vacation and you fall completely off. So if you're saying you haven't, you haven't walked up a hill in like over two years, yeah. then yeah, you're falling out. No, the, to answer your question though, it, the, the thing that always comes to mind when we talk about this, I've, I've always stayed fairly active, you know, sometimes maybe slip a little bit out of shape. Sometimes I'm in better shape, you know, that kind of thing. But I have always stayed pretty active to try and stay in shape Two, it was pre COVID. So three years ago now, um, my work through down here in Charlotte, through the local YMCA, we do intramural sports, softball, flag football, kickball, all that kind of stuff. We had a flag football team and we actually had a good team. It was a, a bunch of guys, you know, former players and all that kind of stuff like me, you know, mostly former high school players. A couple of guys played like small college mm -hmm. and we were pretty good, but you know, we're all mid low thirties. And we went up against a team one night that was all your age, Jared, you know, low 20s, maybe fresh out of college. And we were hanging with them because we could play, but we were not in that kind of shape, you know, right. 22, 23 year old shape. Like they were just up and down the field. We needed to use our timeouts. We were, you know, that kind of thing. So we all, a few of us, you know, afterwards said exactly what you're talking about. We were like, wow, like that, that was the realization. Like we're not. We're not 22, 23 anymore. We can hang with these guys, 
but you know, we got to use like a little more strategy or something, you know, like that. That's the one that always comes to mind. How, how old were you then, Matt? So I'm 37, so like 34, 34, okay. something like that. Yeah. I was going to say this is, this is kind of perfect for our generational discussion. Jared essentially does nothing but work and other things. Uh, doesn't really do a lot of physical activity like playing sports. Matt, you played sports, pick up sports till you're in your mid thirties. Uh, when I played, I stayed in shape, really pretty damn good shape till I was in my mid thirties. I mean, played, you know, <clears throat> softball, gotten, you know, when you play softball, you're running around, you got weekend tournaments, you got two games a week and then city league basketball. And we took that stuff dead serious. I mean, it yeah. was, it was serious stuff. You know, the Corona kids, Kind of guys, you know, you wanted to compete against Owasso, Ovid, Elsie, Chesanine athletes that had graduated. So, yeah, you know, I stayed in pretty good shape, really, until till mid-30s. And, you know, about 45, it hit that, man, things are really slowing down. <laughs> and that's what I, I think a big thing is, like, what I've realized, and maybe, Jared, you're realizing it earlier, is, like, if you stop being active, yeah, that's that's when the joints get sore. That's when the back gets sore, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, have to do CrossFit every day to right. like, you know, keep active. Go do the hill a couple times, you know, make, you know, do do small things and just keep those uh, you know, those joints moving and, yeah. and those muscles active and you won't fall too much out of shape. Eating eating McDonald's and you know like, you know, your your diet obviously is a big part too. Yeah. As Ted knows, that that changes. You don't mm -hmm. have the metabolism that you did when you were 22 or whatever, so that's a big part. Yeah, it it, it it's reassuring to hear that ted that you it's crazy to me that you say you were you know on track you know mid through your mid 30s i guess that that's right i really look back at pictures you you know you you were always in good shape i guess it's just like since my lifetime i've always kind of you know you've had this you know health resurgency over the last year or so but i don't know how well that's been up, up kept since so you, you remember me as fat as like when you were a young kid you remember me as already fat is that what you're saying? <laughs> Essentially, but no, like I said, you you know I can't. You you've been healthier than I've been this league. If we were to do a weight challenge, me and you, the last six six months, you know, you'd blow me yeah. out of the water, man. So I, it was a little bit of a wake up call. You know, it's Good. it's tough when you got a vacation going to Miami, uh, like a week later. It's kind of hard to you have that wake up call, and then it's like, well, I'm going to Miami in a week, so it's tough. We'll see. So what, what you're what you're really saying is. You're going to Miami for a wedding. You put on a bathing suit in front of the mirror, and you went, "Oh my God, this is terrible." That might be. That I might know. Be real I know you've got me. a girlfriend and stuff, but you know you're still on the beach. You're down in Miami. You wanna you wanna look good. Flat. And, and you you tried on your bathing suit, and you went, "Good God, you you have no tan because you're up in Michigan, <laughs> yeah. and you've fallen out of shape." And yeah, you you're you're gonna be wearing a, your a tank top is what you're saying. No yeah, shirt coming you, off. Matt, are you a? <laughs> Matt, I know the answer, so I don't have to ask you. I know you're a t-shirt in the pool guy. Matt, are you? Do you <laughs> no, I'm not. I will not or... do that. <laughs> you go shirtless in the pool. Uh, as fat as I am, man boobs. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, in, sure I'm in the pool. You did. I have been since I was since I was born. I would live without a without a shirt on if I could. I mean, I just I don't know. Maybe it's you know everyone's different. I understand that you know people have their insecurities and that's fine. I've just always been. If it's hot, I'm taking my shirt off, and that's why I I live in tank tops down here because I I sweat a lot also. So yeah. if it's hot, my shirts have the. I mean, I'm pit I'm pitting out you know all the time. Oh, so I I'm shirtless or in a tank top as much as I can. So. You know, Jared, it's you, it's the famous line. I think Chauncey Billups, a ton of a ton of other people have said it, but I remember Chauncey Billups saying it when he played with the Pistons. 
If you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. <laughs> stay in shape. You don't, like I said, you don't have to be in high school shape. You don't have to be doing CrossFit. Just stay active. So when you have that two, three weeks away right. from a wedding, you know, you pick things up a little bit. You know, you, you do a little trimming up for those, you know, maybe a month before a vacation and and you're good to go. You don't have to do that crash two week diet trying to lose 10 right. pounds or whatever. Jared, you'll appreciate this. You know, part of my weight loss was ditching the riding lawnmower and push push mowing the lawn this year well i it was hot there were some hot days there and i took the old shirt off and i came in and i said to the wife i said hey does it embarrass you to see me out there with my shirt off in front of the neighbors she said hell yes it does <laughs> uh, that's a wake-up call that i need right there I, you know it you know it i guess the miami it probably will be the final you know straw you know, having to take my shirt off because I have been noted that there is a pool where we will be staying and there will be a lot of people I know, you know, obviously on my girlfriend's side of the family, that'll mm -hmm. be poolside. So there, there was a time in my life, man, where me taking off my shirt, I loved it. You know, right. it was like you, it was, it was like, man, you know, invite me to the pool parties. Now it's like, yeah, you know, God, you know, if I, if I didn't have to get in the pool the rest of my life, man, I'd be, I'd be happy with it. So Here, here's the thing. Here's the, this, is, this is the key with a lot of things, whether you're, going to buy a car, whether you're just making up a story and you're, you're lying through your teeth about it, just do it with confidence. Yes. Even, just do it with confidence. Don't, don't sh shudder around it. Right. You know, walk, walk around like this, take the shirt yeah. off, take the shirt off, go Roll swim, up. have a good time. Don't worry about it. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Well, Matt, you, let's slide to you for a second. You know, uh, we're recording this on Monday night and you, uh, I know you said your parents were in town. I assume that's where you went is hung out with them camping or whatever. Fill us in well, what you've no, been up you to. Didn't... Where were you at? Yeah, I was Disney. at Disney. Disney. Oh, another Disney trip. <laughs> right. This guy. I missed it. This guy right here. No, I, I've, I've posted a few things, a couple stories and stuff, but no, no huge photo sharing yet. It will happen. Right. But no, my parents were in town for over Halloween. They were here for like four or five days. So we did hang out with them. And then two days after, really, no, actually the day that they left, we headed down to Disney. Classic ah. Disney trip, you know, um, my, my daughter's birthday is today. So happy birthday to Claire. Yep. She's seven. Awesome. And wow. so, which is wow. wild to think about, but, uh, yeah, so we went down to Disney, a, a friend, some friends that we had, um, from high school, they have two kids. They came down and met us. We got an Airbnb, had a pool, um, you know, right, right there and kissing me. So close to Disney, we did a couple days at the parks, a couple days, just chilling at the house, sitting in the pool and, now I'm back. So yeah, it's one of those, you know, five days. Uh, yeah. We were there for five days we, on the way back. We were like one more day. It was great. Mm -hmm. Perfect. One more day would have been key because those, those days going to the parks. I know we've talked about my Disney trips a lot on this podcast. Got a nice little hat here. Walt Disney. That's a classic yeah, it it's is. nice. Um, they're busy, man. You wake up early and you get to the parks and you're packing. Kids are going crazy. You're just walking around. We walked one one day. I didn't ask my wife the second day. The first day we walked over seven miles. So oh you're you're just walking constantly. You're in and out of rides. You're eating on the go. You're doing you get back and you're just cashed. So that's why we were like, we need a couple of days here where we just kick it at the pool and you know, we don't do anything. And then you're you're trying, you know, with our little guy, he's only 10 months old. So you got to worry about trying to get him to nap, stuff like that. So but it, it's still fun. It's a blast. Kids had fun, good times all around. I wouldn't have last, man. Seven miles. <laughs> I can do. I can do a couple miles. So, <laughs> Godspeed, man. You and you and your family. That's impressive. Uh, I will say, be ready. I mean, I'm sure you've looked at the weather. I'm sure you've done that. But it was hot as hell. I mean, Florida's right. always hot, but like, and Miami's even you know further south than right. Orlando. So, 
Be ready for that heat. And I, be I, ready I, for that. I, you're probably a sunscreen guy. You you strike me as a no lather up in sunscreen. That that Florida sun is different. You're gonna get back burnt. You know. <laughs> I'm actually, I don't think I've ever been like sunburned. And I don't know if that's because I'm overly careful with the sunscreen. I don't know if that's probably a little bit of having like good skin for it, I guess. But also I'm usually pretty good with the sunscreen. I've luckily have kind of avoided a big like sunscreen scare. It's because uh, you, you know, leave like, your shirt on when you're at the beach. Well. <laughs> <laughs> it goes <laughs> long sleeves. Yeah, the long <laughs> sleeves. Help. Um, but no, that's uh, Disney, man. I, I, as an older guy, I tell you what, Disney is still kind of on the list of, I, I went when I was a younger kid, six years old. Yeah. I don't remember much about it. So it's kind of uh, near the top of my list of places I want to see. You know, that's now fun. that I'm an adult and I can take it. I saw the one picture, Matt. You guys were watching fireworks and you were right along the castle. Castle looked like it was lit up with maybe a 5 million lights. It looked yeah. pretty sweet. Amazing. They they project, they do a, pro, a projection right show basically onto the castle it's impressive you know as like you know some people are like you know disney's all corny and you all that kind of stuff and i I understand all that but like it's it's really cool honestly even if you don't have kids it's just a good time it's just fun you know you cannot have a bad time at disney i mean if you do you're just you're just a a sourpuss man because that place is it is magical it really is is. good enough for guys to go there right after a super bowl it's it's good enough for somebody like me to go there and and have a great time there well make sure you see south beach you know you got to at least check that out yeah well apparently there's like a hurricane rolling in so i did see that up in debate whether (laughs) whether this wedding or not is going to happen i will say i'm very much hoping it does uh, because as you guys know, when you check out your, your plane tickets, they always give you the offer, you know, 50 bucks, get, uh, insurance. Flight insurance. Uh, yeah. I didn't click that box. Right. So yeah. Uh, about thousand dollars riding on this hurricane that it doesn't touch down. So oh boy. is it an outdoor wedding? Is it a beach wedding? No, or something? it's indoor, but I, I'm just worried that, you know, I'm, we're not exactly flying Delta. Uh, we're flying right. spirit. So, right. oh, oh boy, yeah. oh boy, <laughs> it's a weekend from hell, man. It's good a, luck, buddy. Yeah, it's there's a chance it's a weekend from hell, not exactly a vacation. So. Where, where in Michigan, where does uh, where does spirit fly out of Flint, Detroit, right? Detroit. Oh, okay. Well, it's, it's because I was like kind of, I was last second sort of at you know going on this trip, I wasn't sure if I was gonna be able to get out of work, and so right. kind of just booked the tickets a few weeks ago. And I mean, the tickets prices were, you know, 1100 for like a Delta flight. And I'm, I'm always a big flight guy. I'm always like, I'm going to do Delta. I don't care if it's hundred extra 200 bucks, but yeah, man, what's extra 500 bucks a ticket. It's a little bit easier just to go with the spirit plan. For mm. sure. That just shocks me. It was that expensive to fly to Florida, but Hey, it is what Crazy. it is. My, um, the, the people that we went with, they, they still live, they they live in DeWitt, uh, but they right. flew out of Grand Rapids Southwest. I forget what they said, but they said they got a great deal. So I don't know if you like looked around at every airport, yeah. you know, in Michigan. No, I don't. And that was my brother actually, because he just flew back from Arizona for like a hundred bucks. He's like, yeah. exactly. you know, I only think Delta or spirit. It's like, Oh, I think, Oh, this is the nice one. This is the bad one. You know, there's gotta be the good deal here or there. So, well, I can't wait to hear your uh, report on spirit airlines. We, <laughs> I don't know if they're going to be one of our sponsors ever. So I can't wait to hear about that. Um, Let's get right into the good stuff here, guys. I just want to say before on my catch up portion, I'm just going to wave it all off and say, Hey, listen, we're recording this on Monday. It'll probably be posted on Tuesday. It's election day. You got to go out and vote. Yeah. You know, do what you're responsible. I don't care who you vote for, but you got to vote. And then also Veterans Day is coming up this Friday. And I want to say a shout out to our family members, Jared, that were in the military or still are. My dad, Bud, he, he, uh, enlisted or he got drafted actually and was in the army came out a sergeant my two brother-in-laws gary and joe gary was in the army joe in the navy nephew jacob still right now in the air force serving yep. our country and our niece jenny uh she 
served our country in the Navy. So salute to all the veterans out there, right? Oh, yes, sir. Amen. All right. Well, we'll be right back after this short pause. Take a look at the Prep Spotlight uh, presented by Capital Sports Fieldhouse, and we'll talk a little high school football right after this. AZ Printing Solutions, formerly Hankard Sportswear, is a full-service print shop that specializes in screen printing, digital printing, and embroidery. They pride themselves on giving a great product at a great value. The area's go-to printing solution offers a 100% guarantee to exceed your expectations. AZ Printing Solutions has your favorite local spirit wear as well as many other apparel items in stock. Specialty items are available for family, sports, business, and charity events. Call 989-725-2979 or step into the store in downtown Owasso. Capital Sports Field House is the home of hit and pitch and a whole lot more. The 10,000 square foot turf field can be used for all indoor sports training, including football, baseball, basketball, softball, soccer, and many other activities. Hit and Pitch has seven indoor batting cages with full pitching tunnel and the state-of-the-art hit tracks training system utilized by MLB organizations. Located in the old Capitol Bowl J.C. Penny block on South Washington in Owasso, Michigan. For more details, call Capital Sports and Hit and Pitch at 989-472-4624 or online at capitalsportsfh.com. All right, guys, let's get right into it. It is the prep spotlight presented by Capital Sports Fieldhouse. And in football, our Chronic Cavaliers put up a gallant fight to Portland, powerful Portland team, but lost 34 to 28. It was an exciting game. I wish it was one that maybe we could have done on the radio, but we, you know, we have to cover the whole area. The Cavaliers, Peyton Tremere, recovered a fumble with about a minute and a half to go. They were down six but the Raider defense stopped them short of uh, first down and their season ended. But man, Jared, you talked about it, I think last week about where Wyatt Bauer stands on the all-time quarterbacks at Corona. He finished the year 100, 100 passes complete to out of 157, 1,430 yards, 20 touchdown passes against one interception. Yeah, that's uh, pretty impressive, man. That's I, impressive, especially for, you know, and I know things have opened up. Over yes. the last, I mean, since even before your your days, Jared, but for a Corona team to be putting up those kind of numbers, I mean, not not bringing this back up, but I remember the the team that I played on, we we put up some pretty good passing numbers, yeah, and that was did. kind of like a little unheard of for yeah. a Corona team to be doing that. So, and you know, he obviously broke some records and stuff like that. So, yeah, and especially since he's a junior. So, right. Yes, they they weren't wanting their season to end this past Friday, but. Man, it's something to build on. And, you know, with a lot of talent coming back, you know, they've got to be excited. I'm, I'm sure those guys, yeah, they play other sports and stuff like that, but I'm sure they're they're itching. They're ready to oh, yeah. get, you know, summer camp going right now. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a loss. I mean, they left a lot of plays in the field. I know Portland mm-hmm. returned a kick. I mean, anytime yeah, somebody yeah. returns a kick on you, man, those are those type of, like, usually you, your lane, you know, that's always something that you just, it's such a backbreaker. And it happened mm-hmm. right as Corona, you know, tied it up uh, late in the third quarter. Next thing you know, kick return. Yeah, uh, and I mean Portland's just such a tough program. We know that. We've known yeah. that our whole life. You know, Coach Navarro, impressive man. They're always tough. They always hit hard. <laughs> They're always disciplined. Uh, yeah. So Corona definitely, you know, has a lot to build off of this year. I mean, twenty. That's that's the first time I've heard his kind of stats laid out like that. I mean, one interception. I remember going into my senior year. I was that was like a stat I always wanted. You know, 
you know, a ton of touchdowns and no picks. I yeah. didn't pick like first drive of my senior year. So that was over. <laughs> but 20 to one, I mean, that's incredible. I mean, that's yeah. like Dante Moore last year for MLK, which I'll bring him up a, a little bit later when we talk about Michigan State. Yeah. yeah. I think he finished last year with like 32 touchdowns, one interception. So, I mean, you extrapolate it out, you know, he goes the whole playoff run, you know, he probably would have been right around 26, 27. Right. It's just time. crazy. I mean, it just in like, you play what? So they played eleven games this year. Yeah. To have one, like at some point, your one's going to get tipped, and right. you know someone's going to pick it off. Like you know, just stupid stuff like that. So that is very impressive. I have to ask quick. Any any yeah. receiving numbers there? Did you mark any? Uh, Tarek Bauer had twenty six catches on the year. Um, so he no, had a hundred. He had a hundred. Yeah, I, that's why I was asking. I mean, you guys know why. But so he <laughs> he had safe. he had a hundred completions, and so he spread it around. If oh yeah. That was, Wow. Pretty amazing. Yeah. And, and I didn't even say he was over a thousand yards rushing, almost 1,100 yards, and 10 more TDs. So Are you willing yeah. to say he's the best quarterback you've seen at Corona's head? Or is that. I I'm going to wait till he, I'm going to wait till he graduates before that's I come. That's also, I mean, that it, it's such a, you know, our prep spotlight is very, I mean, everyone right. knows we're, we're Cavaliers, but right. uh, that's such a hard thing because, you know, Corona's style of play is so much different. There, there are probably some very, very good quarterbacks. Who just didn't pass that much, you know? They they more ran like the triple option and stuff right. like that. So that it's just that's a that's a tough. Well, Kyle Clough was always my my choice, yeah. really, you know. And I think it's between the two of them. Uh, no offense, Jared, but I really liked what you did, especially your senior year. Yeah. But uh, you know, yeah, he's right up there. And it, I did see some quotes in the paper on the recap of the game that they're already, like you said, Matt, chomping at the bit to get ready for next year. They got a lot of talent coming back, and yeah. hopefully what? they keep their head straight. One, I know you're segueing. I want to, and I, I got a good segue before you maybe yeah, go ahead. Your go other ahead. local scores. I want to know what you guys would have done in this situation. So, Ted, I'm sure you saw this, Matt. You were in Disney. Maybe you didn't see what happened here, but end of the game, Freeland versus Goodrich. So, Freeland was leading nine to seven. They had a fourth and 10 from their own 20 yard line with 10 seconds left. So, they line up to punt it. They line up to punt it. Sure enough, Goodrich sends the house. They block it, recover the punt at their own uh, or at Freeland's own like 20 yard line. With two seconds left, kick the field goal, win it, walk off, wow. ten to nine victory. So my question to you guys is: Let's let's put our thinking hats on. We as Michigan fans, we've obviously <laughs> seen some punts go awry in the last second, yeah. very similar to them. With ten seconds left, do you think that there was enough time to you know try to run out the clock? Do you think uh, what what's going through your mind if you're the head coach there, and if you're one of those players? I mean, what a terrible way to lose. Where were they at? They they were they were pretty deep in their own territory, right? Yeah, like about, I think they basically they. Goodrich missed a field goal, so they took over with like a minute left. At you know, right. Goodrich had three timeouts. I think they took over at their own twenty-yard line. Um, so yeah, that's and risky. You know, the big thing I would say with that is, and those were two good teams. You're, it's still high schoolers. If you if you tell a high school punter, "Hey man, get this ball and run around in circles, try right. to run out ten seconds," I just feel like something bad is going to happen. But yeah, I see, know. I look at it like this: if it, you wouldn't you wouldn't ask your punter necessarily to do it with ten seconds to go. That's that's pushing it, especially when you don't have a lot of room to run around because you right. can't go back into the end zone. Right. Or it's you can't safety. take a safety because it ties you, it. Well, you could, but I, if it, it was if it was down to six seconds, I think you got time to scramble a little bit and then just fire the ball up as far as you can out of bounds on the sideline. Right? You're gonna yeah. you're gonna burn out six seconds. Ten, not not so easy. That's a tough call. Ten's yeah. a lot. So I mean, you just I mean, same with the the Michigan play you're referencing, Jared. You're trusting that your punter just gets it off, and right. even if they're sending the house, you know. So right, that, that's that, that's a, I hadn't heard that. That's a crazy play. 
<laughs> yeah, just a crazy way to have your season end, man. It, it's sad. I will say the one silver lining, and this is why I'm not super heartbroken over feeling. You know, I mean, Goodrich had a game-winning field goal with a minute left, you know, a minute before this happened, and mm-hmm. they just happened to miss it. You never want to see the game decided on the leg of a kicker, especially at the high school level. It's right. so bitter miss. So at least they kind of rectified the situation. Uh, you know, they should have won the game a minute earlier, but they mm-hmm. just had to do it on a second try. It was yeah. a hell of a game, though. And I, to tell you the truth, I wasn't on top of how that last field goal set up, so that, that is pretty amazing. I did see that I saw the highlight on – one of the television stations, the, the good kick, but I didn't yeah. realize it came after a, a block punt. So, oh, yeah. hell of I a game. I did see, I saw some tweets. I, I was, even though I was I was down there, I, I hopped on Twitter a couple times. Well, I wanted to see Corona score, of course. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was checking some others. I saw the new Lothrop score. They kind of, from the sounds of it anyway, they kind of just handled Puama Westphalia. I mean, the score doesn't look that, you know, dominating, but from what I read, it sounds like, New Lothrop did their thing. I think I saw one tweet from a reporter. It said, like, Clint Galvis just knows what he's doing. Sounds like It, it sounded like a Jim Harbaugh type of game. Yeah. We're just going to play our game. We're going to run the ball. We're going to control the clock, and we know we're going to get out of here with a win. Yeah. Classic New Lothrop. Well, let's talk about Clint Galvis for a second. I don't have all his uh, his win-loss percentage, but I know it is right on the edge of becoming, you know, Shiawassee County's all-time winningest coach, oh. and he's still just – I mean, he's in his. He looks like he's like twenty-five years old. I, I know, it's crazy man. It's like Benjamin Button. I mean, it can almost you know. I, I played for Nick and Nisa. We've had some great coaches in our area, but you you almost have to say Clint Galvis is the best coach in our area yeah. ever. You know, when you yeah. think about it. I mean, he's and got he's the numbers. Got twenty years to go or something. You know, <laughs> exactly. And they got a they got a big game coming up uh, against Elkton Pigeon Bayport on Friday night. We're doing that game. So oh, nice. we'll be over at the Hornet field for that one Friday night. We might do a game Saturday as well as Fowler moved on. And uh, if the sales staff can sell some spots over there, we'll have a one o'clock start against Ubley. So, and Morris. I was going to say, what about, what about those Morris Orioles? Oh, we might, we might do Morris because they play Saturday as well. Uh, they take on Menden at Menden. Menden used to have one heck of a program. I think, for, for some reason in my mind, I want to say they had the state record for most wins in a row at yeah. one time. It, it was a bummer, man. We were doing a story on Cole, the Colon, uh, the team that Magi. Uh, yeah, Magi. That happened to beat in the semifinals. They were un, or, uh, in the, excuse me, in the, in the previous round. Uh, they have basically Colon, just real quick. Colon has a wide receiver who his ending stats of this year, 35 receiving touchdowns. Uh, I think like 1400 yards and like he had one game where he had 18 receptions. Like, wow. so it's just, I tell you what, man, if I was Ted, I'd be banging on the radio station door, man. That, those eight man games, you they're never fun. know what you're going to get. And they're a blast. No, you're right. You're right. Well, we'll see what happens. That, that'll that be Saturday. That'll be the radio station's management decision on that one for Saturday. I can give my input for only so much. Yeah. Uh, I saw right. Lan- Lansing Catholic who took down our, our local favorites, Durand, they also took down another local, yeah. Ovid Elsie. So Lansing Catholic, you know, they come down a division. What were they, five and four coming into the playoffs? So it's four like, and five. Oh, four they were and four five. and five. And now they've they've won a district and you know they're looking they're looking good. So that, that's kind of crazy. You know, and their head coach replaced a legend in uh, Jack as well as Ahern. Yeah. And uh he his first year they won a state championship this year ballsy move you know later in the season he pulled his quarterback his starting quarterback earlier in the year last few games last two or three games put this kid that came in and beat Ovid Elsie and beat Durand and looked pretty good you know Friday night was one of those nights and you know uh, Jared around Michigan this weekend man we had some 
massive winds, man. Yeah. It blew the power out here Saturday night. I had a for the first time crank up the generator and get that baby going and it worked wow. okay. But uh yeah, the wind was nasty, but the kid had a good game against Ovid Elsie. I think I think Lansing Catholic held him to like 80 yards total for the game at OE. So congrats to them. All right, guys. I think uh what we'll do next is we'll move on, talk a little college and pro football. This has been the prep spotlight presented by Capital Sports Fieldhouse. We'll be back with more right after this. Nelson House Funeral Home's number one goal is to serve the families in our area. The Nelson House staff are proud to serve our local community with reliability, integrity, and compassion. Unique service representing unique lives, ensuring your loved ones receive the honor and celebration they deserve. Founded in 1880 and continuing the tradition today with chapels in Owasso, Chesanine, and New Lothrop. For more details, find them at nelson-house.com or call 989-723-5234. Success Group Mortgage and Servicing is Shiawassee County's only licensed mortgage broker, lender, and servicer. That means you get exclusive products not found anywhere else. If you are looking to purchase a home or refinance a home in Florida, Hawaii, or Michigan, stop what you're doing and give Success Group Mortgage and Servicing a call. 989-720-4380. That's 989-720-4380. Well, I'll be the first to say it, guys. Um, I mean this in 100% honesty. Mel Tucker did a hell of a job this weekend. He <laughs> Hard to argue. Did, in my opinion, if I was the stamp of Coach of the Week, he wins Coach of the Week this week. I mean, given everything they've went through this past week and just this entire season, I know Illinois was obviously overrated. Yeah. But still, I mean, given Illinois' standards, I mean, they had – the place was packed. It was about as rowdy of a crowd as they've had and you know, since 2005 with Rashard Mendenhall and that whole crew. Um, I'm just impressed with what I've seen. I, it looked like it was Mel Tucker was a changed man. I bet you he maybe got a little bit of a stern talking to from the administration, <laughs> kind of what we sort of surmised might have happened to Jim Harbaugh back in you know 2018 to 2020 days uh, before he kind of realized that he needed just needed to be himself again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I was impressed with the demeanor of Mel Tucker. I'm impressed with Michigan State how they battled back. Uh, it you know despite basically everything going south this year. And if you're Michigan State and you're a Michigan State fan, you feel. 10 times better today than you did a week ago, man. It's just night and day difference, really. Yeah. Uh, and now they're looking, you know, their bowl, their their next goal is, you know, let's win a bowl game. Let's get to a bowl game. Let's get to six wins. And if they can get to six wins and in a bowl game, what a season this was, given what it looked like a week ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think if you're a Michigan State fan, you're feeling good about Mel Tucker and you're feeling good about this program right now. Yeah, this after, you know, basically getting dominated by Michigan and all the other stuff that happened, this – the season had it was going to go one of two ways. It was either going to go completely off the rails, or like you said, I mean, they're a, a top whatever. Even if Illinois was overranked, that's a top twenty-five win. You yeah. know, Illinois still might win the Big Ten West. So you know, you're you're beating a pretty good team in Illinois, and right, you did it in an impressive way. So they've got a lot of stuff to build on now. I'm trying to pull up quick their uh, their record, who they finish with. I know they still have Penn State. Penn State, and, yeah. So that's the t- that's the game they're probably going to well, if they want to make it to a bowl. Yeah, they go at Rutgers this week, and then Rutgers, at Indiana. Indiana, and then yeah, Penn State. So I mean, not Penn easy. State, but three winnable games. I know Rutgers yeah. gave Michigan a little bit of trouble, but uh, yeah, they could definitely get bowl eligible. And if and if they do that, like you said, Jared, they do that, they win whatever bowl they make it to. Hey, man, you you say this season was a win. 
Yeah, and I echo what you said, Jared, right out of the gate. I mean, Mel Tucker did a hell of a job this week after what happened at Michigan, after losing eight guys to suspension, you know, all the stuff that was going around the program this week to go on the road and beat a good Illinois team. Congratulations. That was a nice job. And and not only that, I'll be honest, man, after that Michigan game, I was like, you know, this rivalry is over. We're never competing with, you know, where we got to put them in the rear view mirror. I was feeling good. I don't feel that same way today Mm -hmm. uh, because if you haven't seen, I know you guys maybe aren't as up to date on recruiting, Dante Moore, maybe the best quarterback Michigan's ever had come through their state. Basically, from what I've seen on rivals, it's now up in the air. He's basically contemplating flipping and mm-hmm. coming to Michigan State, man, which given everything that state has been through, like we've talked about, you know, agnosium this whole season, it still shows that Mel Tucker's still got a little bit of magic uh, when it comes to recruiting, man. People are still buying what he's selling. I mean, uh, let's let's, it, let's pump the brakes a little. I know we're, you're you're trying to – you know, Joey Jenka, your buddy, you're trying to make him feel good with this conversation we're having here. Uh, it was, it was one, it was one, let's call it what it is. It was one Spartan slappy reporter who does recruiting for rivals, put in the crystal ball for Dante Moore. That's it. And what the reason is, but there might be a little bit of smoke to it because so he's committed to Oregon right now. Right. Any, any more with these kids, verbal, verbal commits mean absolutely nothing. So he's he's verbally committed to Oregon. He hasn't signed any papers, but Oregon's uh, head coach and their offensive coordinator actually they're like dark horses to become Auburn's next head coach. You know, which right Auburn. I mean SEC Auburn money that that's got to be intriguing to everyone. Even maybe Mel Tucker. Who knows? I mean he's making a ton of money at Michigan State, so maybe not. But you know, so if one of those guys from Oregon, the head coach or the offensive coordinator, goes to Auburn who those are probably the two main guys who are recruiting, recruiting right. Dante Moore, then sure. That's when I'll start to believe it. But right now, no, that, that Nike money, that NIL deal that he's going to get to go out to Oregon can't compete. I don't care who it is at Michigan state can't compete with that. But if some of those coaches leave to Auburn, I will, I will start saying this, this might happen. Well, not only that. And also if mama says stay home, young man, you yeah. know, but why, I guess if, why, if why mama says stay home, leave? maybe, but Maybe. he can say, I can go to Oregon and you will never have to work a day in your life. No, that's so. true, too. <laughs> Matt, you might know this better than me, Matt. Do we have like some sweet recruit coming in to Michigan in the next couple at uh, quarterback? Why do I Jayden, feel like we've been outside of this whole Dante recruitment this entire time? I feel like we've been on the outside looking at Well, JJ McCarthy being there, Dante Moore has always said he wants to start day one. And we know mm-hmm. JJ's, you know, he's going to be there at least one more, maybe two years. Who knows? And then Jaden Davis is a five star. 2024 actually down here in charlotte um i want to he's got one more year i'm definitely going to go try and watch a game especially if michigan is leading his recruitment or whatever i want to go catch a catch one of his games on a friday night but yeah that's what it is everything i've read is you know he want dante moore wants to start day one so we know jj mccarthy's going to be the starter next year and then michigan's all in on this Jaden davis kid in 2024 so basically dante moore was never going to happen but You know, before we get into the Michigan talk, we were just talking about Coach Tucker. I just got to throw this out there. How about the the job that Brian Kelly did on on Saturday night, man? How sweet was that? I mean, you know, just a great call. He's got that program turned around from the slow start. They're playing some ball down there for Kelly. I mean, say what you will about Kelly. I know there's been a lot of bad stuff behind the scenes, but the guy can coach. He, the guy knows football. I mean, he's yep. he's won he's won everywhere he went. Started with Grand Valley, of course, yep. and then you know Cincinnati, Notre Dame, everywhere else he's gone. He's he's been yep. a winner. He's just a dickhead. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he's just not a likable person. But he can coach football. He and can be a dickhead if, if and he be a can, coach. If he can keep it together, 
at LSU, he could do something good. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I mean, like I said, he he was almost worse worse off than Mel Tucker ever was, man. After the you know the TikTok videos, the fake Southern accent, them losing yeah. to Florida State, losing you know two quick games this year. It's impressive. How I don't know if it's because he's kind of faded back into outside of the media spotlight or what, but he's really got that team humming, man. And, and, and I wonder if we maybe over uh, sold Alabama a bit. I don't maybe. know. They are Nick Saban's in a weird spot that I've never seen before. Right. They um, lost. They lost a ton of talent from last year's team. And yeah. you know, usually, yeah, that's what's crazy. We're used to seeing Michigan or uh, uh, Alabama just every year reload. Right. You know, so it is crazy to see. Yeah, but two lost Alabama team, you know, and and then they're they're way down. <laughs> Think right. about that. Well, what's crazy? They've made the playoff every year since the playoff started, and yeah, unless some absolute year. crazy stuff happens, they're not making it this year. So that, that's kind of wild. Op- open it yeah. up. Put some yeah, well, put some different teams in there. Amen. Well, one of the teams going to keep them out is going to be the Michigan Wolverines. Right. Started slow against Rutgers, man. It made me a little bit nervous there at halftime. I figured they would make adjustments and come out and and take care of business, but it was a little scary there at half, wasn't it? Yeah. I so again, so I was you know at Disney as previously mentioned, and all of a sudden I, I pulled my phone out at one point and I had like seventy five hundred text messages from <laughs> one of the threads that you yeah. know we my buddies we talk. All, a lot of Michigan sports. So I was right. like, oh God, this is either this is either really bad or really good. So sure enough, I get in and it's like just cuss word after cuss word and like what is going on? And I'm like, so I hop on, check the score. It was halftime, losing at halftime. And I'm like, what the hell is happening? Like what is going on? So um and then you know I check like 10 minutes later and they're up 30 points or whatever. So I was like God. Yeah. But then one thing I'll say so obviously I didn't watch the game. It seems like, you know, one of those classic, maybe after beating Michigan State, you know, Rutgers was going to come out swinging. Maybe it's one of those situations. I know some weird stuff happened, a blocked punt that was taken Mm -hmm. back, you know, stuff like that. Michigan is incredibly impressive, and this isn't just because I'm a Michigan fan, at making second-half adjustments. You cannot ignore that, even against Michigan State, against Penn State. Every game they've played, they have made some great offensively and defensively halftime adjustments. And – even if it is Rutgers, like they still had to, you know, figure something out and they sure did because that second half, they blew, blew it away. So maybe that was, that that was maybe like the scary game that they had, mm-hmm. you know, before hopefully getting to Ohio state. Yeah. And I mean, we arrested a ton of starters or, you know, they were injured. It kind of came out right as game time started that we yeah. had all these guys sitting out. Uh, they just came out flat, which you they get back. I mean, every, every team's got one of those games. They corrected the ship. They got the win. I don't feel too different, too much differently about this team, you know, today than I did last week. Uh, I, I am still kind of wait. I thought maybe we were going to see it against Rutgers, the kind of JJ McCarthy really settling into himself, looking very good. He didn't look that great against Rutgers. And I know it's, you know, he obviously does a great job avoiding sacks and all that stuff and does enough to win these games. So I can't fault him too much. Um, but I'm still kind of waiting to see him have that kind of coming out party. Maybe it won't be this year, and, I, and that's totally acceptable. I mean, he is still very young. Maybe it'll be next year, but it'd be very awesome if we could see him uh, yeah. put it together this year. Uh, as for my biggest takeaway from this weekend in college football, man, I, again, I am not scared whatsoever of Ohio State. I, each week, they reaffirm my thoughts on this. I, I, I feel like this whole like college football media landscape we've been like brainwashed heading into this year that they were going to be so bad much better than last year i feel like ohio state was better last season they had three three first round wideouts you know they have marvin harrison jr this year obviously a stud but they don't have in jigba I, the defense is maybe a little bit improved stroud's maybe a little bit improved but i still feel like ohio state was probably better last year and i'm not scared of them 
I, I, we should be coming in there very, very confident. And if this, if it's a spread that comes out, Michigan's, you know, a score underdog, I think you would be smart, Ted, to put your entire pontoon savings on it, <laughs> turn your pontoon into a speedboat, man. Okay. Well, give me your betting, give me your betting record before I do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> no, I'm I'm kind of with you. I know Ted, you want to give some thoughts on Michigan. I'm I'm kind of with you on the Ohio State thing. The the biggest thing to me is it's at um, Ohio State right. this year. That that's like the biggest mm-hmm. thing to me. But no, they're beatable for sure. Brendan yeah, Sullivan, thought- Brendan Sullivan in Northwestern almost took him down. So. Yeah, absolutely. And the, and the only thoughts I'm going to give is it's kind of along what Jared has been talking about. And we all know Michigan's running the damn ball, and Ohio State looks like they have trouble against teams that can run the ball. And yeah, Michigan's not going to change under Harbaugh. They're going to run the damn ball. They're going to have to throw it some too, though. And you know, I am a little, still a little concerned about JJ on the deep balls, man. Yeah. I mean. He had Anthony wide open one time. There was a couple other deep throws. I mean, when you think about it, McNamara actually did throw the deep ball better than JJ yeah. at this point, right? You got to put a little air under the ball sometimes. Yeah. And he still throws too much of a line drive. I do have a question for you probably more than Jared, Matt. Uh, what What is the story with McNamara right now? I mean, he didn't make the trip. Is he still injured? What What's the injury? Is they just keeping him out? I mean, what's going on with him? I thought maybe every- we'd see him as a backup by now. Yeah, everything I've read and like on some of the, um, you know, uh, like the forums or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, he's he's injured, but every, everything points to he's going to transfer. He's mm-hmm. not, he's probably not coming back at all this year. That's why he's not traveling. Got it. It was a knee injury, but like he hasn't had surgery. Like Eric All, the tight end, he did have back surgery. So that's why he's right. out for the year. But no, it seems like Cade basically is still around the program, but, hmm. you know, all signs point to he's going to transfer. So probably won't be back in uniform at this point. Hmm. I just, I'm, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm just, it's, it blows my mind on that though. I mean, if he comes back and was the backup, he, he wouldn't be able to transfer. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what maybe, maybe it's a, he doesn't even want to mess with the injury, you know, okay. I'm just going to, he's, he's probably him. get healthy. Yeah. No, I don't blame him. And if I'm JJ, I'm probably thinking, I don't want this guy breathing down my neck. I mean, we yeah. saw that with uh, Trey Lance and Jimmy, how much, how like irritated he was when Jimmy decided, like they decided to sign Jimmy back on the roster, you know, kind of, we made it, we made our bed. Yeah. Now you got to sleep in it. I mean, if, if JJ goes down, we're probably screwed anyway. So. Well, well okay. yeah, but what you wouldn't think they'd be screwed though. If McNamara came back, had a good attitude, he's a captain. He'd be a, you know, remember when Ohio state went through or no Alabama for crying out loud. Right. Remember that whole thing with Tua and, and right. uh, I, 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 yeah. I mean, I, in a perfect world, he would be there, but I mean, yeah, he got injured and it's just, I mean, yeah, coming out, I don't know who knows. Yeah. It, yeah. I guess. Yeah. All right. Well, go blue, right? Go blue. Let's see what happens. <laughs> so are you, are you just quick, uh, Nebraska, any worried about Nebraska? No, I will say I do. I, whenever Nebraska's on the schedule, I don't care if they are zero and ten or ten and zero. It's there's a little extra juice to the game. I, yeah. I still love it. You know, it's not like we. Were, I mean, we. I was sleepwalking watching Michigan versus Rutgers. Mm-hmm. Matt, you didn't even it, it didn't even cross your mind to turn on that game, but mm-hmm. maybe a Nebraska versus Michigan might have when you were in Disney World. It, right. It's just there's something fun about watching those two two teams match up, especially when we had a great game last year. Uh, and Nebraska's still looking for maybe one of those key wins that can kind of transform their whole outlook of the season so should be a fun one i think yeah yeah, I mean, yeah. it's a tradition rich program even though they've been down recently but yeah they they're always a little bit of a concern at the big house though uh michigan should take care of business i don't know what the spread's going to be it's going to be at least uh three 24 right yeah, 24 probably. points probably yeah 
So I think they'll get by that. I mean, it, it all points to two unbeatens going at it in Columbus. It could even be num- weekend. Could be number one versus number two. Also. Very well I mean, could it, be. Yeah. Unless Georgia keeps winning. But yeah, it, it could be a one versus two. That'd be pretty wild to be back to 2006 you, again. Yeah. Do you guys, well, I was sorry. I could be saying this last thing. I promise the last thing for me on college football, Georgia. Do you guys think anyone can touch them? Michigan included. Uh, yeah, any, I, any I, given I mean, night. Yeah, they. Yeah, any you know the whole any given Saturday thing, I guess. And they've had some games where they looked very vulnerable too. Missouri almost beat them, and they you know they've right. had a couple other games where they looked, I guess, uh, human you know, beat, beatable. So sure, yeah. <laughs> Why Let's not? just hope we dodge them, man. If we beat Ohio State, like that should be goal number one. Just dodge Georgia in the college football playoff yeah. round number one. Right. Right. Yeah. Play them in the national championship game if you got to play them, right? Yeah. And then you never know. It's just one game, man, for yeah. it all. Well, you know, we had one game with the Packers in town. Let's finish up with uh, Detroit Lions. I know you didn't get a chance to see them, Matt, but nope. actually they came out They came out ready to play. They, you know, it was embarrassing. They lost their defensive backs coach uh, out, of, out of Montrose, but uh, the defensive backs played well. What's that? I didn't know that he was a Montrose guy. Yeah. Aubrey Pleasant. Yeah, well, absolutely. You know, that's very cool little fun factoid. Yeah, but the team stepped up, held them to nine points. Aaron Rodgers likes to bitch at everybody else, but he had a yeah. horrible game. You know, that he's had weird. he's had a bad year. It's kind of strange. Yeah. This is like a, a side note to the Lions actually beating the Packers, which is always cool. Aaron, like seeing Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady look mortal is almost yeah. kind of weird. Mm-hmm. You know, it, we knew at some point it was going to happen. These guys weren't going to be MVPs forever. But you're like for both of them in the same year to be having actually like pretty poor seasons. It's kind of crazy to see. But any anytime I like I I don't I laughed when I saw the Lions beat the Packers. Anytime <laughs> the Lions beat the Packers, oh, it's cool. I'll, I'll take that anytime. That was a very there was a lot of drama, a lot of different storylines kind of going to that game. So I'll be honest, I sat and watched the entire thing. I yeah, love it. Too. It was a, it was a it was a great game, like in terms of just it was almost like the Steelers game last year. It's like you can't take your eyes off this thing. <laughs> uh, but it was weird, yeah, because Aaron Rodgers it, it came on came down to him, man. He lost him the game. I mean, Hutchison made a great play on the one interception, uh, a couple bad breaks or a bad break on the one that went off the helmet in the goal line. But the, mm-hmm. the third interception he threw was just uh, just a bad pass. Um, I'll be honest, though. I like Aaron Rodgers. Uh, yeah. I'm probably alone as a Lions fan. I, I, the league is better with him in it, man. He, yeah. I know he has weird beliefs. I know, you know, the whole COVID thing. But at least he's like, you know, he'll give his reasons. He's researched at least somewhat. You know, he's he's educated when it comes to those type of topics. Uh, and he's kind of just as himself. And and I'll be I've been listening to his, you know, weekly segments on Pat McAfee's show every Tuesday. He's great mm-hmm. on those, man. Yeah. He's had the same kind of positive outlook this whole year. Uh, so I'll be, I, I like him. I know mm-hmm. I'm supposed to, you know, be dancing on his grave, but when I was watching that game and I knew the Lions basically had nothing to play for this season, I, I was kind of pulling for the Packers a little yeah. bit. Not I'm with me. you. I, I'm I'm a Rodgers fan. I was gonna say I bet I bet Ted doesn't like him. I like him. I like Rodgers. I can't deny his talent, but yeah, yeah. He, there's something about him that just irritates me. I I do want to say this though. Yeah, you're right about uh, Tom Brady and him not having wins, but Tom Brady's having a hell of a year stat wise. I think he's a second rated quarterback in the NFL and he just picked up another late season drive victory this weekend. So Tom Brady still has it going on. You know, it's just, he's lost a lot of talent on that team. Most of that offensive line has been decimated. You know, he lost his best, best friend at tight end. Uh, He's not having that bad a year. He's not throwing that many touchdowns though. He's, uh, you know, some of that kind of stuff. I mean, his rating, Quarterback rating is not bad, but he's not putting up those kind of numbers like he usually does. 
and he's not playing to his standard. He'd be the first one to tell you that. But that's no, all that's true. He was so like relieved basically at the post game press where he's like, that was effing awesome. I mean, yeah. what more do you need? However, how often have you ever seen Tom Brady do that after a win? I mean, well, he, he needed that, you know, with his personal life and everything else going right. on, you know, it was good to see. It was good yeah. to see, but yeah, it was it really kind of like, kind of what you said about, at least to me, a lot of people obviously can't stand Tom Brady, but mm-hmm. I kind of like what you were saying, Jared, about Rogers. I like Tom Brady and yeah. uh, the league is better, I think, because he's almost like a villain and he's also the greatest ever. So it's like, yeah. you know, it's cool when he's in the playoffs facing off against, you know, Patrick Mahomes or, you know, so, something like that. This You mentioned that, you know, everything he's been going through, Ted, I, this may be a little out of balance cut it if it is. Uh, you, you've been through a divorce. Could you imagine in the middle of your divorce being a starting quarterback on an NFL team? Would <laughs> that have been very difficult? Like, I, I what's that whole process like? Yeah, there was there was a lot of things going on, but I will say this. I mean, I, I was again. I'll have to relay it to City League Sports. You know, I was mm-hmm. playing fast pitch softball. I mean, what really happened is, yeah, there's stuff going on, and it's not a fun thing to go through. But for that hour and a half, it's a release. You know, yeah, you right. you you're, you're into that. You're not worrying about all your other issues you got going on. I don't know if Brady can can do that, but if anybody can, he can. You know right. what I mean? For that time when he's in the on the field, maybe he can put that other stuff behind him because that's what you got to do. Yeah, it's tough though. Yeah. yeah, yeah, especially all the the practice. You know, he's obviously notoriously like always practicing and you know yeah. that kind of stuff. So yeah, now he's got to figure out well, what, when am I going to go see the kids? What am I going right. to do this? You know, and all right. that stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's tough. That's real tough. Back to the Lions, real quick before we sign off. I I mentioned it a couple weeks ago, and, and I really like the young talent on this lions team, you know, Hutch had that interception you talked about uh, Kirby Joseph looks like he's going to be a decent defensive back. And yeah, yeah, I mean, we all, we all already know about Rodrigo. He's definitely a keeper. I mean, they got some young, good talent that they can build around, whether it's going to be Dan yeah. Campbell or somebody else, man, this next draft's going to be huge. I love the positivity, it, yeah. man. I, it, we didn't win that game. They lost it in every which way the Packers lost it. Hutchinson made a good play. Both. Other two interceptions, just bad plays by Rodgers. Yeah, I, well, I, 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 I get it. You know, I love it that we're, you know, we get a win. We're jumping on some positive momentum. I'm not there yet. It, it The roster is is what it is. Well, I, we'll give some time away from really being legit playoff contenders. I don't know. Maybe this draft could do it. I don't I agree it. with that part. But let, let me ask you this. Don't you think they do have some decent young, I mean, real young rookies and second year players that they can continue to build upon? Yeah, they're not going to be a contender. But if they can make a next step up next year, you know, to somewhere around 500, maybe knock on the playoff. I mean, floor. I don't know, Matt, maybe you, who, who do we love outside of maybe Hutch and Amon Ra? Swift can't stay on the field. Yeah, who I, I don't know. You threw out Kirby Joseph. Yeah, he played a great game. I, you know, that's one got a game. chance. Got a chance to play, and he he, he played. My one, yeah. my one thing. I'm, I'm kind of I'm with you, Ted. I, I think they have some pieces to build around the offensive line. I think when they're fully healthy, is obviously mm-hmm. one of the better ones in the league. It, you know, these Swift can't stay on the field, like you said. Right. Jamison Williams is a big one. I've obviously I've been high on him. Everyone is, but if he can we come back healthy. Yeah, we haven't even seen him play in the NFL yet. That'll be big. I always wonder, you know, like the Rodrigo thing, like, you know, he looks pretty good. Obviously, the hard knocks was big. Would he be good on like any like a contending team? Like if he played for the Bills, if he played for the Eagles, like would he even be on the field? Would Kirby Joseph so. be even be on the field? You know, type that's all. I'm not saying no. I don't know about you know? Joseph. I think I've seen enough of Rodriguez. Well, he could play with anybody. Yeah, that that's the only thing I wonder. Like some of these guys that were like, we got these pieces. These guys are good. 
is it just because they're on the Lions? Oh, and, yeah, you know, they're, they're, mm-hmm. Right. You know, I always think about, you know, the, the famous Bill Parcells line, your record is what you or you are what your record is, you know, right. Like the Lions stink. I mean, if we're being honest, mm-hmm. the Packers do, too. And Rodgers played a terrible game. So, hey, it's cool. It's cool that they won. Yeah. But like you said it, in what you were saying, they've got to knock this next draft out of the park, which. Yes, they do. Do the Lions have a good track record at doing that? No. So, <laughs> can somebody explain to me? And this, you, you, I pinched a nerve in my brain that this is something that was irritating me and my dad during the game. Can somebody explain what is up with DeAndre Swift's like playing time? It, it's like he's hurt, so he's you know kind of like partially playing. Like he'll play like five snaps during the game. He'll make an incredible catch that gets us down mm-hmm. to the line. Then they sub him out immediately. He's like, I feel like he's only maybe taking like twenty percent of the snaps. I mean, is he hurt? Is he not hurt? I just don't understand what they've been doing with him. The last like four or five weeks feels like every week he's like kind of playing, but he's not. Yeah, I don't get that either. And that I wonder if that's a Dan Campbell thing. You know, I don't know. Like if he's hurt, sit him out. Yeah. You know, like I don't I don't get that either. Because otherwise he's supposed to be your starting, your like primary running back. So why are you giving him two carries in a game? What's the point in even doing that? I completely yeah. un, I don't understand it either, fellas. I mean, if, you, <laughs> if you're in uniform and you're playing, you play. That's all right. there is to it. There should be no limitations. Yeah. It's the NFL, for God's sakes. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, like you said, we don't know if that's Campbell or if that's the training right. staff or Deuce Staley, but flat out, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yep. Hey, a win, win's a win. A win's yeah. a win. All right, guys. Well, we got a lot of things to do. Let's get the heck out of here. This has been the Three Point Podcast presented by Memorial Healthcare, home of the new now Community Wellness Center. Your follow-up is how Open House is coming up November 16th from 4 to 7. There's tours, raffles, all kinds of good stuff there, including 50% off enrollment fees. I think I might pop by there and do a quick little video. Uh, it takes place November 16th at the Now Building on North Shiawassee in Owasso. Also, we're teamed up with the great folks at SkyMint Cannabis, Michigan's leader in the industry, many locations throughout the state of Michigan. Check out the new SkyMint Reserve. That is the good stuff. Go online, skymint.com, sign up for the rewards program. And if you get into the Corona store, they're still offering the coupon code 3.20 at the store for 20% off SkyMint products only for new customers. And also want to thank our other great partners. They include AZ Printing Solutions, Capital Sports Fieldhouse, uh, Pro Real Estate and Auction, Nelson House Funeral Homes, Rivals Tap House and Grill, and Success Group Mortgage and Servicing. Don't forget, Thanksgiving weekend, that Saturday night, you can go check out Chi-Town at Rivals Tap House and Grill. It's always a good time. Absolutely. So that'll be fun. We'll be definitely seeing the boys there on that November 26th. And our Z92.5 Game of the Week this Friday, uh, Division 7 Regional Championship, Elkton Pigeon Bayport, the Lakers at New Lothrop. Don't forget to vote, everybody. Peace and love. Be kind. And thanks for listening. Hey, gang, please consider a donation to the ALS Association Michigan Chapter, serving people with ALS and their families since 1988. There still is no cure for Lou Gehrig's disease, and every 90 minutes, someone is diagnosed with ALS. For more details, go online at webmi.alsa.org. Three Point Podcast is a Sportsnet Michigan Three Point Podcast production. Subscribe and share on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or any of your favorite podcast hosting sites. Comments and questions can be sent via social media at Three Point Pod or by email to threepointpod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.